ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, in Christ Jesus our Lord and our Savior. <clears throat> and I want you to know that preaching is not a job to me. It is a calling and I made it my business by the grace of God and God helped me of course to make it my business as I have taught you and I have told you down through the years. that when you speak for God and you speak God's word you need to be fully engaged it is not a job it is not a profession it is a calling so whenever you see me get behind the sacred desk I'm not trying to uh, fulfill some job uh, uh, obligations or <clears throat> or some professional obligations. <clears throat> Pardon me. Uh, this is something that is between God and me. Uh, he, he knew before he saved me that I, the last thing on earth I wanted to be was a preacher like my dad. Now you, you must understand that's real talk. That's, that's not, uh, you know, drama thrown in. I hated preachers with a passion. I'm just as shocked at being a preacher as you are and as my family my family is, okay? So this is a real thing for me. The other thing that God uh, has worked in my heart and I have shared with you, there's no need in praying if you're just going to say words. God has no interest in that. The Lord Jesus Christ preached against that and taught against that. Don't be talking to God in your mind and your heart is not engaged. Now we are all human beings and fallible. And so from time to time uh, we can get caught daydreaming or uh, mouthing words that we don't mean. And so if you're sincere, here's what I have told you to do. Go back where you can remember where you left off at before you went on a trip and a journey caused by the devil in your flesh and then start all over and mean what you say mean what you pray and pray what you mean and I believe the same for all preachers preach what you mean and mean what you preach and be fully engaged so let's stand, my beloved, for the reading of God's holy word as I attempt to preach by God's grace and with your prayers the reason, the reasons why we still love America but we don't like her as much as we used to. Part 2. The Bible reads in Matthew chapter 5 starting at verse 1. And seeing the multitudes, he, Jesus, went up into a mountain, and when he was set, 
his disciples came unto him, and he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, and that ought to be a lesson to preachers, you must open your mouth and preach. Uh, I am a living witness, and so is the great preacher Dwight McKissick. God will give you things in your mouth behind the sacred desk as you are preaching. When you are set, that you didn't study for, you didn't read, you've never heard of these things before. God will reveal it to you and give it to you if you are a God-called preacher. Right there in the pulpit. When you're set like Jesus was set. The Holy Ghost of God will take over. And the best part of the sermon is whatever God gives you right then and there. Now it's good to have some structure because we're human beings. But God can take you and take your tongue and make it very powerful and very eloquent with words that you have never studied. Sometimes you, you don't even know how you know the word. But God, you say, how do you know that about Dwight McKissick? Because Dwight McKissick takes a full manuscript into the pulpit, but he tells his secretaries, get ready to transcribe, because I don't know what God is going to say. That's a fact. And many, many of God called, many of God's called preachers are like that. They just get in the pulpit, and the, the things that God begin to speak through them, and it's just... And, and, and God be preaching to us while we preaching to everybody else. Uh, anyway, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Do you want to see God? Be pure in heart in mind, soul, and spirit. You must be born again first. That's what Jesus Christ told Nicodemus one night. You must be born again. Verse 9, Bless are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceeding glad for great is your reward in heaven. 
For so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. Ye are the salt of the earth. But if the salt have lost his Sabbath, wherewith shall it be salted? And here's where we're bouncing from tonight. It is thenceforth good for nothing but to be cast out and to be trodden underfoot of men. Ye are, talking about God's people, the light of the world. A city that is set on an hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick. And it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Think not that I am come to destroy the law or the prophets. I am not come to destroy but to fulfill. For verily I say unto you, till heaven and earth pass, one jot or one tittle shall in no wise pass from the law till all be fulfilled. Leviticus 2.13 And every oblation of thy meat offering shalt thou season with salt. By the way, when we have special dinners around here, my daughters, we, we use Bragaminos for our seasoning for all other meals. But when it comes down to special meals like Easter, uh, my birthday, my two uh, children's birthdays, which we celebrate on the same day, uh, for they were born on my birthday, and we have celebrated our birthday together. Special meals like that, special meals like the Passover that we we take part in as well. We just we just love it. Thanksgiving. On some meats, we put kosher salt, Jewish style salt, on it. Oh yes. And uh, I don't think it's that good for me, but it's good to me. And uh, that's what we've done down through the years. We don't use it on, on regular days. It's too much, too rich. Neither shalt thou suffer the salt of the covenant of thy God to be lacking from thy meat offering. With all thine offerings thou shalt offer salt. That's Old Testament. And Stanley, it all uh, dovetails together. Old Testament and New. Job 6.6 6, Can that which is unsavory be eaten without salt? We got to have salt, man. We're man. We got to have some salt. I know that the doctors tell all us black folks, stop eating salt. We're not going to do that. We're going to find something. We got to see, it's got to be seasoned. 
Huh? I, I can't tell you why, but I can't eat bland food like that. So we use Bragaminos. I don't know what they are. I don't know what aminos really means. But I, I, I spray it on my food. And it takes the place of salt and I don't have any heart problems with it. Go get yourself some, you old uh, 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 black and white folk. You need a little salt. Got to be mixed in there with it. Huh? And when the salt has lost its savour or its taste, it is no good. It is good for nothing and should be thrown out and trodden under the foot of men. The church, I submit to you, has lost its salt flavour. Or is there any taste in the white of an egg? No. But if you put a little salt on it, a little black pepper, come on with it. Huh? It's all right. Mark chapter 9, verses 49 and 50. For everyone shall be salted with fire. Salted with fire. And every sacrifice shall be salted with salt. What does it mean to be salted with salt? I mean, that's got to have some salt. Salt is good. But if the salt have lost his saltness, go ahead, Jesus, wherewith will ye season it? Have salt in yourselves and have peace one with another. Mm -hmm. Be spicy, but be peaceful and loving at the same time. We have some Negroes, black and white and red and yellow, who they they they, they want to add too much salt and be very spicy they're hot all of the time they love to argue and fuss and good people who used to not be that way they get around bad people evil communications corrupt good manners and your saltiness leaves a nasty aftertaste because you're just you're loaded for bear every all day. You you plan it out. You you're loaded for bear to argue and to fuss. We're not talking about you. You may not even be saved. So you need to you need to chill out. You need to calm down. You need to reduce your salt level. Reduce it on down. Keep some salt, but come on down a little bit, and still be pleasant, and be at peace with other people, and do things the right way. Don't do things like the devil's people. Colossians 4, 6, watch this. Let your speech be always with grace, seasoned with salt. Uh, a little saltiness is good. Sometimes we say uh, people use a little salty language. Sometimes you need to use a little salted language because Negroes don't be getting what you're saying. They don't understand. You got to shock them. Bam, bam, bam. What? What? What do you say? Ooh-wee. I need to listen to what this man is talking about. That you may know how you ought to answer every man. <clears throat> Have some salt in yourselves. Uh, my point is, beloved, what's wrong with America is an unsalty church. The salt has lost its sever in the American church and therefore in the world. Why? Because the evangelical American church rules the world. I've already explained this to you. I really don't want to get into it right now. 
they they control the book pipes they control the sound pipes okay all audio going out all around the world they control the television they're second in that area underneath the Pentecostal holiness but without them showing that up because you don't have to worry about Charles standing them in the Southern Baptist paying their television bill okay if some of these fly-by-night preachers you got to be concerned and be talking about hope and faith and all of that right there now Charles Stanley and them they have faith and hope too but they got the money in the bank you're gonna get your ten thousand dollars whatever you need uh, to add their show and they so they undergird the charismatics and and this is what the charismatic charismatics love about the Southern Baptists and the Baptists and people and if they say they're gonna do something it's gonna be done now you're gonna have to pray and fast for some of these other people out here about getting your money okay <laughs> okay yeah if the Billy Graham organization say they want they they're gonna pay you X amount of thousands of dollars to run a, a series of programs you're gonna have the money up front or you can you can bank on it that the money will be there I don't care if you like it or not. That's just how it is. Okay, that's why so many programs on the other side flop and go up and down, and these ministries still roll on. Dr. David Jeremiah, Dr. Tony Evans, all them. They, they, if they say they're going to pay the bill, the bill's going to be paid. And most cases up front. So, uh, the sweet evangelicals run everything in this country and around the globe. See, you, you need to understand how this works. The sweet evangelicals who are mostly orthodox down the line, uh, but some have become Pharisees and Sadducees, and we have some bad apples in the bunch, as is the case in every bunch. But they own the book pipes and lanes and cables. They own the sound pipes. And so most of the world, if it is most of the world, it may not be now, but most of the world for the past 50 to 80 years has been impacted by the evangelicals and, and the evangelicals is an umbrella organization and it's not even the NEA they really don't have that much power but generally speaking they, it's an umbrella organization that covers many denominations even charismatics if, and if the evangelicals like you and you're going to play ball then you can get into the you can get into the the gates if they don't like you and you're not going to play ball and they know you're not going to play ball then they won't let you into the gates like the Pharisees and the Sadducees they didn't like Jesus so they didn't let him into the gates they put him outside of the wall okay all right 
sometimes the religious crowd, the very orthodox, strong orthodox religious crowd can turn out to be the worst enemies of Jesus. So that's how they, whether they try to do that or not, that's neither here nor there. It has been done. And once you're in, buddy, and they like you, you're in like Flynn. Okay? And so I'm trying to help you to understand how they gain their influence and their power. You must understand in every nook and corner of the world, almost, they have evangelical organizations, evangelical books, evangelical uh, radio, sound, audio. They have their own media organization that meets once a year. And if you're not willing to play ball and do things the way they want, want it done, you, you can't get in. So when people who call themselves Christians around the globe want to order a book, in most cases it's going to come from the evangelicals. And through those books, these theologians or the people that they like, they're going to... Uh, give out their philosophy of, evan of evangelicalism. And uh, so uh, they have huge influence. They, 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 they secretly sometimes connect with the Catholic Church because they understand the power of the Catholic Church. Now I am against the teaching of the Catholic Church and I have known, I, I am known to have said many times, there's no hope in the Pope and there's no peace in the priest. And I still stand on that. My sweet evangelical brethren do not want me to say that, stuff like that. They don't like that. That's divisive. Well, we're already divided because we, you sweet evangelicals used to call yourselves Protestants. But now you want to smooze with the Pope and go see the Pope and be blessed by the Pope when there's no hope in the Pope and there's no peace in the priest. Okay? Uh, but be that as it may, understand, uh, and, and so I want to say to you, now that, you know, the Catholic Church is nothing to sneeze at. Because while we focus pretty much on one way to get members, they have multiple ways. And um, uh, so, be that as it may, <coughs> you need to understand where they, how they have gotten their power. And you need to be wise as a serpent and harmless as a dove. And follow Jesus when big time organizations uh, do not always do so. Now, two thoughts came to my mind. These are not in my notes at all. But these are thoughts that God put on my heart today.
How many of you preachers know while you're reclining, while you're lying down, while you're moving about to do other things, God will speak to your heart. Let me say here from the outset these new thoughts that God gave me. And they're not fully formed yet. I'll write them down one day. I better write them down tonight lest I forget them. First, regarding the church. Where we have failed and lost our saltiness is that we have refused to obey for many years now in a very serious way the simple commandments that Jesus gave us to break it down uh, to its simplest form. Number one, we have refused to obey the great commandment. We don't love God, we don't love Jesus, and we don't love our neighbors. Because if we loved our neighbors, we would have obeyed Jesus on the second great, uh, uh, the second great thing we failed to do, and that is obey the Great Commission. We have churches on, on, on every corner, and, and by the way, I say again, I say again, and I love this man, he's a gentleman and a godly man, I do believe, the president of the National Baptist Convention, why in the world are young black men in Jackson, Mississippi, dying more per capita than others around the nation. Uh, because we like to get into our little uh, cul-de-sacs with our coffee and our tea and, and have our little fellowships while the world goes to hell. Many of you know that I own BCNN1. Black Christian News. My children run it for the most part. And I thank God for the support that we have received from other publications down through the years. <clears throat> we include, and, and some of you don't like it because you, 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 you're a sweet evangelical who does not want to hear anything about any bad news what's going on here around you. When you are to be loving God, Jesus, and the people, and witnessing to them. So this is where we have failed as a church. Back to Jackson, Mississippi. All the churches that are in Jackson, Mississippi, including the National Baptist President. Th these things are not so to be. We, we should not have in Jackson, Mississippi, the state I got saved in on Keesler Air Force Base, down, on, down in, uh, near Gulfport, Mississippi. Biloxi, Mississippi, Ocean Springs, Mississippi, the Holy Land. I love it. Oh, I love it. I'm thankful for the privilege to have taken my children to show them where I got saved at when they were all with me. Beautiful, still beautiful. But be that as it may, these things are not so to be. I challenged the president of the National Baptist Convention, a very godly man and a, uh, a gentleman, to fire up his church and don't even meet on Sunday. Just go out and witness to every black young man you see, every young black woman, their parents, 
The church is not here just to comfort people when the child gets killed. The church is here to prevent the child from being killed. This story that we, we hear out of Jackson, Mississippi is strange. I think even Deion Sanders, they're recruiting young black men. And here we got more black men being killed in the South in Jackson, Mississippi. Are you kidding me? Something is wrong somewhere. Same thing for Chicago, but that's a big city. Same thing for Washington, D.C. Same thing for uh, New York. And, and, and listen to me. Listen to me very carefully now. I'm not, I haven't even gotten into the sermon yet. I may not even get into the sermon. Listen to me very carefully. You pastors, bless your hearts. I love you. But you have turned over your responsibilities to government officials. And that's wrong. You should be leading the way and telling, telling the government officials what to do. Because they're going to come by your church every two years, every four years. And collect some money and, and, and collect some votes. So you run them. They don't run you. Stop following the government officials. We are the leaders. The National Baptist Church. The Southern Baptist Convention. My Bible brethren. Independent Baptists. And on and on, Methodists who believe the Bible. I believe we still have enough to turn this country upside down. But you're going to have to come out of your little salt shaker and be the salt in the world again. And sometimes in life, when you're born again by the grace of God and you have the power of the Holy Spirit, you still got to get up off your do-nothing and do something. In the words of... The great Jamaican preacher, Miles McPherson. Do something. Even in the plague, do something. They're not going to stop you from going into the Piggly Wiggly uh, parking lot. Or Walmart parking lot. Pass out seven tracks and get it. Have all your church members to do it. They're not going to stop you. They're not going to do anything. As long as you do it right and you're not doing it all in front of the people and, and trying to give it to somebody in their hand, you can't do that now. And by the way, the coronavirus is still here and it is growing. And many are going, uh, in many cases, are going unreported. That's what they said in the newspaper today. Some hundreds or 200,000 uh, 200, have not been reported. Put it underneath that window wiper. Hit it and get it and get on out of the way for somebody to shoot you. Okay? Don't be lingering. Especially if you're black. Do not be lingering. Get it done and move on. And you can approach a young black man for, for the most part. Young black, young black people, you can still approach them because they're not afraid of the coronavirus. And they're not afraid of you. By the way, see, what we're dealing with, as you have seen the video, tragic video, but to me it was a good video. A man the same age I am made a move on a young gangster boy.
Huh? Have you seen the video? Made a move on him. He went underneath. Zam Bam Doom came across. Arm over there. Pop. Okay, it's over with. He taught him a lesson that he'll never learn. Don't you push an old man who you think can't move. Huh? I'm for the old man, and they ought to get him out of jail tonight. Those lying prosecuting devils, or whoever they think they are. They saw the video. The man pushed him down. The young man pushed him down and, and was going to whip him. If not, kill him. The old man my age, who looked, who looked younger, who looks younger than me. I mean, no, I take that back. Who looks older than me? I look younger than him. But anyway, I'm a young 61. But he looks like an old man. But he didn't move like an old man. When Ananda came on over, that was over. It was over. It done with. And rightfully so. These young people don't even have respect for old people today. You got young men who, are, who, will, rape young, uh, who will rape old women on the street. Man. Huh? Where's the church at? Churches, by the way, they don't even count. Listen to me. The government does not even depend upon the church to do nothing but produce some votes for them. Because they have been bought like Judas. We have lost our saltiness. That's why we don't like America like we used to. The church has failed. Okay? In those two major areas that covers everything. Because Jesus said, if you love God and uh, love uh, God with all your heart, love people as your neighbor, and you witness to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel, the Great Commission. That's basically all Jesus gave us to do. And we have disobeyed that. And that's why we disobey all of the other laws and commandments that Jesus Christ still stands for, as you heard in this passage that I just read. Not one jot, not one tittle. Huh? And so now the church is easy. They don't, the church doesn't obey the two major commandments that Jesus gave us, our marching orders. So now we got the church swinging. The church now has a nudist camp. Did you hear about that? Huh? Old, ugly saints, wrinkled saints walking around naked. That's ungodly. That's wicked. It is wicked as hell because you don't even look good. Nobody. <coughs> you don't look good and you don't look right. You walking around naked. For other people to see your ugliness. All of that needs to be covered up. See I told. I have told women before. This thing about modesty goes both ways. It, it, you are not to be showing your beautiful parts to the world. Only to your husband. Cover it up. Be modest. But I told women. Modesty helps you baby. The bulges and the fats and the. Uh, crinkled up legs with holes in them, whatever they call that, I forget. All of that, all that needs to be covered up. 
That'll help you get a man if you don't have a man. Yeah, you know, you can trick them later on. But right now, <laughs> while you're trying to attract me, all that needs to be covered up, baby. Some of you, some of you women, I've said this before and I'm going to say it again. Wearing skinny jeans, let me remind you, skinny jeans are for skinny people. Not fat people. It's, it's disgusting. Nobody's going to tell you this. The men around you won't tell you this because they're afraid of you. and They want to keep on getting what they can get from you. And you believe their lies. Songs have been written about that. And so we have people now who have called themselves Christians. They own a nudist colony in the state of Texas. Which leads to swinging which leads to adultery which leads to fornication which leads to divorce which leads to uh, destroyed families and destroyed ministries and don't 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 uh, bow your head right now because some of y'all already been there because you like that kind of stuff but that's the first thought that God gave me as to why we're in the mess we're in today. Okay? The second thought is, how did America get off track government-wise? Um, Law-wise, constitutionally, uh, constitutional-wise, rather. Hmm? Where do we, where do we, where do we lose it where we are in this demonic chaos today first of all if the church does not do its job we and that's the main problem the church has not done its job at least for the last 100 years okay and and the church has left the government and parents who are irreligious in a fix and they don't have a clue as to how to deal with it the church knows how to deal with it the, the church knows what to do but she has lost her saltiness her flavor her sava okay but now let's look at the government side of it the Constitution and the Supreme Court and all of the the, the what I call the ministry of government. God has ordained the government as well. Thank God for the government. I am one who thank I thank God for police officers and sheriffs. Because see, when you have the favor of God on you, God will touch the sheriff's heart and the constable's heart and the uh, judge's heart and the police officer's heart to show you favor if you act right and you don't act stupid okay that's been my experience in the deep south and I love the south the south does not bother me I don't want to leave the south I may have to leave this whole country because the church has failed God Jesus Christ the community the school system excuse me where are your church and the school system <clears throat> you have left 
poor, lost families, hard-working Americans, who don't they, don't, they don't have a clue as to how this happened or, or, or how we got into this situation where the president of the NEA, huh? You want to be, see, you want to be hooked up to them because for the same reason they want to be uh, hooked up to the NEA and public school system. There's money involved. You like, and you, you like to hobnob with them, you pastors. When you should be rebuking the daylights out of out of them, uh, the president of the NEA, a black woman. What's her name again? Brittany. Becky. Pringle. Becky Pringle, black woman. I guarantee you, she goes to the Mount Nebo Baptist Church somewhere wherever she lives at. Faithful every Sunday morning. Big time operator. She said at the National Educational Association meeting with fire in her belly, fire in her voice. I mean, she looked like she was mad as a junkyard dog. She said, we're going to stand with and we're going to support and we're going to promote homosexuality in our schools and transgenderism. Uh, We'll call a boy a girl and a girl a boy if we want to. That's her attitude. That's number one. <clears throat> That's number one. number one. She said, uh, uh, I'm adding the doggone it. Doggone it, we're going to, because that's the kind of attitude she had about the speech. No matter who says what, I guess that includes the church. Pastor, includes you. Because where are you? You're not even in the mix. You used to have power on the school boards, church. You used to. I can't hear nobody. Don't bow your head yet. It's not time to play. You used to be on the school board. But they have paid you off, you Judas. She said, doggone it. We're going to, and I'm adding the doggone it because that's the kind of attitude. She she had a doggone it attitude about this whole speech. Biden was standing right behind her, smiling and grinning. Like the Grinch that stole Christmas. And his wife Jill who's a teacher. She right over there too. I was shocked to see them. At such a speech. And so she was trying to get brownie points with them. That's, because that's what she knows they want to hear. Doggone it. We want to support abortion. Now to me that sounds very stupid. Here you are getting paid teaching children, but you don't mind children being killed in the belly who, who would one day be students to pay you more money. Huh? That's ridiculous. Doggone it, we're going to support uh, critical race theory in all of its forms. I mean, she had a, 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 a bless her heart. I mean, I, I believe she's all woman, but she, she had a manly tone and a manly... A husky, manly way of delivering this speech. I mean, she was fired up and ready to go. Preachers used to preach like that, but we have lost our saltiness. We don't want to rub anybody. You got to have some salt, son. We don't want to rub anybody the wrong way. Now, we don't want to rock the boat. We're getting paid real good money, and plus, we're able to uh, sit on these boards and, and do this and that and be well-known in the community. We like to be liked, pastors. I don't like to be liked. You like to be liked. You want to be one of the gang. 
Mr. President of the National Baptist Convention, Mr. President of the Southern Baptist Convention, both of you know better. Stop trying to hobnob with the devils and the demons and the transgenders and the homosexuals and go and rebuke them. I double dog dare you. They'll persecute you within a day. They will march in front of your church. They'll call you everything but a uh, child of God at the church. And why is it that we got people persecuting the Supreme Court justices, but no preachers? Why? Because we have no salt. The salt is gone. B.B. King said the thrill is gone. The salt is gone in the church. The church has no power. There's only a few bright lights trying to do what God has called them to do. The remnant, the 7,000, and the faithful few. And there are people trying to take them down. And so, the government. What happened to the government? Neglected by the church. Misled by the church. Bought off. The government bought off many preachers. Who are Judases. But what else happened with the church? I mean, with the government? Somehow, some way, from the Constitution, we did not understand that we were so gung ho about freedom and liberty that we just ran off the deep end with it. Huh? Because a part of true freedom and liberty our parameters and boundaries. Bless your heart. Huh? Laws and commandments will keep you in the playing field with God Almighty so that God can bless you from heaven on down and keep everybody safe and uh, protected and even prosperous pursuing happiness as long as you stay in the boundaries of the commandments of God the word of God the laws that are based on God's word but we somehow lost our way big time with the Constitution and with the law and with the government and with Congress and with the presidency somehow foolishly thinking that freedom extends to disobedience and rebelliousness. Doing whatever you want to do, no matter how ungodly and wicked and evil it is. An expansion of evil. Free to do evil. There was a time it was not like that in God-fearing countries. People ought to be free, but not free to sin, <coughs> and not free to break laws. 
<coughs> and not free to hurt other people. So with that combination of the ministry of the, of the church failing and the ministry of the government failing, we have this chaos. And we sit around and talk foolishly. We see this crazy Negro over here, even though he was white, maybe Jewish, I don't know. And I don't care. We saw this crazy Negro. Look crazy. Look like a demon and an elf on uh, uh, Elf show. Walking down the street, evidently with a gun, somewhere, dressed up as a drag queen woman, even though he's a man, looking crazy, and we're so backwards regarding the law today, police officers can't say anything, preachers can't say anything, little old ladies, I know they were sitting on the bench saying, what is, what is this, who is this, oh my soul. Men who, grown men, old men who got all kinds of ribbons and medals, crying over this country, saying it's all gone down the drain. Because we got to deal with this right here. That boy should have been in the, in the Marines somewhere. Well, not the Marines, but at least somewhere in the military. The Marines won't even take him, acting stupid like that. Huh? And we can't say anything. The FBI can spy on everybody in the world and know when Putin puts his drawers on. And don't tell me they can't. I have been, I've been under surveillance myself because of how I preach. And buddy, they, and you say, preacher, have you tried to stop it? No. Are you angry about it? No. To this day, I'm, I'm under surveillance. Do you try to stop it? No. I welcome it because I'm not doing anything for them to get me on. They've been doing this for 10, 12, 13 years. They tap any phone I get. They tap every. Uh, they tap my uh, my girl. What's her name? Uh, Alexa. I have to cut Alexa off when my wife and I get busy because I I believe she's watching and, and reporting to somebody. I have to cut her off. I got to unplug her. Okay, so I know that they can do it. Now, if you're not doing anything evil, you don't have to worry about it. But they, they can tap into anything they want to tap into. Why in the world can't we tap into some uh, devils like this boy who killed all of these people? In Highland Park, I think it's called, in, in Chicago. It's in Chicago. Okay, let's not try to separate. It's in Chicago. <clears throat> in a nice, sweet neighborhood. Huh? Ta Listen to me. If you see a joker like that walking around and uh, uh, he looks crazy and, and on social media he's drawing pictures of mass murder and things like that, tap him and, and let them, don't just tap him, let him know. Let It's mostly men who do this mess. <coughs> let these jokers know that you're watching them and you double dog dare them to do anything because we'll pounce on you so fast. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. We need law and order. We, this is The whole country is the wild, wild west. Anything goes. <clears throat> I saw a police officer 
walking down the street with his face in his hand. Now this is this is a universal thing. When when when, when the face goes in the hand, that that means you are ashamed and you're brokenhearted all at the same time. You're hurt. That police officer felt like he failed. Hey, how about it? Let's not fail anymore. <clears throat> you have my permission to shoot them before they go into the school. Shoot the devils before they go into the school. Cast them out. I know that goes against the American law. Well, we have 19 children dead, so what are you talking about? I, I don't want to see you're getting ready to get me angry. I don't want to hear it. We got to go through this protocol. No, shoot the devil before he goes into the school. Shoot this devil walking in women's clothing, climbing a ladder out there where everybody can see, and nobody says nothing until somebody gets shot. No, 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 pull that devil down off the ladder. Okay, and we'll let you go up, the, up in, on the ladder later on after we take you down to the police station and talk with you for about two days. Huh? And have, have a preacher that, who, that, that can cast the devil out of them as well. We have taken this, too, this freedom and liberty stuff too far. It's, it's, it goes against God. The government is disobedient to God because the church is disobedient to God. Talking about they have the freedom, to, they don't have the freedom to do nothing wrong. No, no. We need to go back to some serious law and order. And no, you can't. No, you don't have the freedom to do whatever what you want to do. Look at how many families and how many people are hurting. In that town alone, who will never, 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 listen to me, listen to me, never be the same. Talking about the seven steps or nine steps of grief. There's no such thing, man. It's grief, grief, grief all the way through until you die. In fact, the grief will kill you. I don't know what you're talking about. And like I said, the church leads the way in this. Then the government... And God has just given me a thought. Then the family. The family is shot to hell. And really the family ought to be first. Because it is the first. Uh, unit that was created by God. The family. Even a superstar actor, a singer, somebody, you know, I really don't know him, but yeah, I'm sure you do. He even said that marriage and family is a blessing, and it is, and it should be. But the family is shot to hell. And the church and the government is not helping it. And quite frankly, the family is misusing the church and misusing the government, the police officers. Some of you parents, soon to be called by Dr. Pringle of the National Education Association, I didn't even get to this, she said we're going to do away with parents, her, uh, fathers and mothers, no more fathers and mothers. Birthing parent 
and non-birthing parents. Are you kidding me? Where are your pastors? See? Huh? See? You, you, you getting ready to get me started real good. Huh? Where are you? What, what, what in hell are you doing? Letting a black national education association president <coughs> say something so stupid without rebuke. Where are you, Dr. Pastor, National Baptist President? Where are you? You ought to be on your website rebuking it. And you need to get some new people to work on your website to inform the National Baptist Convention and the world what you believe and what you are about. And, and keep it updated. <clears throat> don't, don't, don't criticize black publications uh, for not running enough black stories when you don't write anything. You don't produce anything. The white evangelicals are writing every day, two and three times a day. And you don't write anything. You write one thing per every three months and all this kind of foolishness. I don't care if you like it or not. Y'all need to get back on fire for Jesus. Everybody in the National Baptist Convention. You say, preacher, why are you preaching on the, preaching to the National Baptist Convention? Just like I preach on the Southern Baptist Convention. I'll be those two organizations if they get the right leadership, can turn this nation and this world upside down. Dr. Tony Evans believes the same thing. That's why he's still trying to help you, and he's going on 80 years old. He doesn't look like it. He's still trying to help you. He still loves you. He been, he's been t telling you people this for years, as lovingly as he, and as meekly as he is, as he's just a meek man. And he does not uh, uh, want to He's not trying to rock the boat or anything like that, but you should have listened. Both the Southern Baptist Convention, the Bible folks, and the National Baptist Convention, just those three organizations could turn this nation upside down and turn the world upside down. And he knows it. And that's why, if I was him, I would be sitting down. I've already told you people, <laughs> I'm not, you're not going to kill me. Uh, uh, I, I'm serious. If I was his age, I would not be doing this. He's still trying to help you. The reason why I wouldn't do because I already told you 10,000 times. But look at this. Racial problem. Are you kidding me? The black church. Huh? And many white churches too. Following a bunch of lesbians who hate husbands and fathers and want them done away with in the nuclear family for the Black Lives Matter. We all know that Black Lives Matter. White Lives Matter too. Red Lives and Yellow Lives, everybody in the Blue Lives Matter too. You know what a white police officer told me? He told me, you know, the Black Lives Matter, they don't like us. But you know what, when, we, when they call, we come and help them too. I said, I know that's right. And when I call you, I want you to come and help me with the herd. I don't care if it's a black uh, uh, break-in person or whoever. Kill the joker and let me go free. I don't care. <laughs> black or white. Makes no difference to me. Preacher, you ought not to be saying that. When I'm saying it, I, because I want to come out alive. And, 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 and I told you this before, you better thank God I'm not a police officer. God didn't call me to be a police officer. I would like to be one, 
But he didn't call me to do that. Because number one, there will not be any running. I will not be running after you. The bullet will run after you for me. Okay? No, no running. Uh-uh. I'm going to walk to you. And number two, uh, I'm probably going to shoot first and then ask questions later. Okay, let's take you to the hospital. Okay, I see. Have you been born again? Or are you saved? <coughs> cut that. Hey, cut that back on. On this thing right here. Cut it on. Not right here. Cut that on. Right here. Put it on that. Put it on that. Turn that to this thing here. That's good. <clears throat> so ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. I have not even preached what my son helped me to put together. Those are the three big problems as to why we still love America for what she was, but we don't like her as much as we used to. Now, dear friends, let me do my job as a part of the church, and that is to proclaim to you the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Have you been born again? Have you been saved? Don't worry about the rest of the sermon. I'll just make it a part three. I told you when you have a God called preacher, God will give him a thousand and one things to say that he never even thought about. Uh, God just be using the preacher. And so, my dear friends, if you're with us tonight and you're not saved, you're not born again, you're not a Christian, you have not believed in the Lord Jesus Christ for the free pardon of your sins. You must have the free pardon of your sins through belief, belief and faith in Christ so that you can be born again and go to heaven and not go to hell. First, dear friend, accept the fact that you are a sinner and that you have broken God's law. And so have I, and so has the Pope, the Dalai Lama, and even Joel Osteen. We all have sinned against God Almighty. The Bible says, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, accept the fact that there is a penalty for sin. The Bible states in Romans 6.23, for the wages of sin is death. We all have broken God's laws. Well, here are some of the commandments that we have broken. I was talking about them in the sermon, the boundaries that God, everybody wants to talk about boundaries today. Everybody has their little personal boundaries, their psychological boundaries. You're supposed to be such a wonderful and loving family member, but you have your boundaries that even your family can't even get through to you. You're so, you think you're so important in your sin. Well, God has his boundaries. and he, he means for us to keep them. Thou shalt not lie. Have you ever lied before? Have you ever committed 
perjury? Have you ever stolen anything? How many of you have family members who you know they stole something from you, but you have not even confronted them because you don't even want to deal with the liar, lying part that they're going to do? You got family members who can look you in your eyeballs and tell you a bald-faced lie without batting an eye and can even swear and affirm before God and lie their tails off. How many of you got family members who will lie to you and the lie hurts more than the, the thing they stole? Because you know they stole it. How about lusting, coveting? One of the reasons why nobody ought to go to a nudist camp, even the one that says it's Christian, which is not, they ought to take that name off because it has nothing to do with Christ. <coughs> even Jesus had clothes on. It's because you, sh you don't need to put yourself in a situation where you're going to lust your eyeballs out. Because in that same passage that Jesus deals with a man lusting after a woman and committing adultery in his heart, right after that he talks about don't let your, uh, you'd be better off cutting your eye out and go to heaven with one eye than with two eyes and go to hell. By the way, Jesus Christ preached more on hell than anybody in the Bible. He preached more on hell than the prophets and the apostles combined. He's the most loving human being who ever lived, being the God-man. But he was a, a hellfire and brimstone preacher, for real. The greatest of all time. So thirdly, accept the fact that you are on the road to hell and understand the fact that you're going to die. The Bible says it is appointed unto you once to die, but after this, this the judgment. You need to understand uh, that death can happen at any time and that you die because of your sins, not because of cancer or the coronavirus or a car crash. You die because of all of your sins. Disobedience and disrespect, dishonor of your parents, dishonoring God by taking his name in vain, and on and on. And God wants you to understand that if he will allow you to die because of your sins, he will allow you to go to hell and pay for your sins if you don't believe in his son, Jesus Christ, who came, suffered, bled, and died on the cross for your sins and paid your sin debt. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and thou you shalt be saved. Regarding hell, Jesus Christ said in Mark, Chapter 9, verses 43 through 48. And if thy hand offend thee, cut it off. <clears throat> it is better for thee to enter into life maimed than having two hands to go into hell into the fire that never shall be quenched. Where their worm dieth not and the fire is not quenched. 
And if thy foot offend thee, cut it off. It is better for thee to enter halt into life than having two feet to be cast into hell, into the fire that never shall be quenched. Where their worm dieth not, and the fire is not quenched. And if thine eye offend thee, pluck it out. It is better for thee to enter into the kingdom of God with one eye than having two eyes to be cast into hell fire, where their worm dieth not and the fire is not quenched. You know what I think about when I hear about all of those young black men dying, most of them killed by other young black men? Not the white man in Mississippi. Black men. And by the way, white people don't have anything to do with that. Even though some of you will try to make that the case, that's not the case. The devil is behind it. <clears throat> and many other reasons. You know what I think though? Those 18-year-old, 19-year-old, 17, 16-year-old young men being shot dead. I think about myself when I was that age out there ripping and running and doing evil and raising hell. I didn't know I was going to hell. They, I guarantee you they didn't know either. And they're in hell right now, many of them. Probably having, having been to the First Baptist Church or the Methodist Church as a child. Because their dear old grandmother made them go. But lost. Religious and lost. And on their way to hell like I was and didn't know it. Hell is bad news. But I have some good news for you if you want it. Jesus Christ is the one who preached the good news first and best. When he said long ago... The most important words ever said to mankind in the history of the world. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, that is, perish in hell, but have everlasting life. There you have it, my dear friends. You don't have to join a church. You don't have to be in a beautiful, ornate church. I love beautiful, ornate churches. But you don't have to be in one. You don't have to give any money to the church. You don't have to shout, jump, speak in tongues, sing in the choir, or do any of those things to be saved. All you have to do, according to Jesus Christ, is believe in him by faith. Trust in him. Depend upon him to save your soul from hell. And he will do it. If he can save a scoundrel like me, he can save a scoundrel like you. <clears throat> so just believe in your heart in the Lord Jesus Christ and call on his name. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Let's pray together the sinner's prayer. Repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart. Holy Father God, I admit that I am a sinner and that I have sinned against you repeatedly and grievously. I am sorry for my sins. 
for Jesus Christ's sake, please forgive me of all of my sins. My failures and my faults. As I now believe in you, Lord Jesus Christ, who told me to believe in you. I believe in you, Lord Jesus Christ, and I believe your gospel, your good news, that you suffered, bled, and died on the cross for my sins. That you paid my sin debt. Lord Jesus Christ, please come into my heart and into my spirit and save my soul today. Please fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to change. Help me to repent of all of my sins. Help me to turn from my evil ways and to follow you in the new life, Lord Jesus. For it is in your holy name I pray. Amen. Dear friend, if you believed in your heart in the Lord Jesus Christ today, that he suffered, bled, and died on the cross for your sins, was buried, and rose on the third day, allow me to say to you congratulations on doing the most important thing in life, and that is believing in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior. For more information to help you grow in your newfound faith in Jesus Christ, please go to GospelLightSociety.com and read my book titled, What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. Jesus Christ said in John 10:9, I am the door by me. If any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. If you believed in the Lord Jesus Christ tonight, Please email us at DW3, that's the numeral 3, at GospelLightSociety.com, three words, and let us know so that we can rejoice with you and so that we can send you some free material to help you to grow in the faith and be the Christian that God wants you to be. If you have a prayer request, please send that in as well. And we will pray for you until you tell us to stop. Until next time, my beloved, the Lord Tarras is coming and we live. It will be tomorrow, Saturday. I'll be preaching on the second coming, Lord willing. And I'll probably preach this again on Sunday or Monday, the third part. And uh, so stay tuned. And make sure you pray without ceasing. Between now and tomorrow, keep your heart and mind stayed on the Lord by reading His Word, meditating on His Word, memorizing His Word, or hiding in your heart, and praying without ceasing. The best way to keep your heart and mind stayed on the Lord so that He can keep you in perfect peace is to pray without ceasing. So if the Lord tarries is coming and we live, Lord willing, we'll see you tomorrow. Let's all stand for our closing prayer. Holy Father God, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We praise you and we thank you so much for what you have done tonight. As you know, Lord, 90, 
5% of what I preached tonight. You gave me while I was in the pulpit. Uh, you gave me two thoughts before the service. And you went to town and you did it all. And I give you all the glory, praise, and honor. And Lord, we pray that lost souls would be saved. Christians would be revived. Your holy name glorified. Jesus Christ exalted. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen. God bless you, dear friends. Lord willing, I'll see you next time.